We're all about strengthening women's personal lives. Welcome to Elevate Women with Aisha Skygates. Welcome to Elevate Women podcast. I have a wonderful, highly celebrated author guest today, Marion L. Thomas. Award-winning novelist Marion L. Thomas crafts stories for women that bring characters to life, characters who face real obstacles, cross difficult barriers, define love, and discover all the wonderful possibilities that life can offer. Marion has been featured on television stations such as Fox, NBC, and CBS, and in many print and online publications, including USA Today. Her latest book, Someone Like Me, will be available June 1st, so be sure to look for it. Welcome, Marion. Thank you so much for having me. This is so exciting. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming. Marion, I just looked at Medium and your subject of journaling reminded me that you and I share a strong commitment to female empowerment. Before we get into our discussion of your writing, I'd love it if you would tell us about your new project and your interest in journaling as an empowerment tool. Did journaling help your main character in your new book? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, when you talk about journaling, this concept, it's not really something that's new, but it's the way we use it. It's the, what it brings, the benefits that it brings to the table. I mean, when we were younger, we wrote in a diary, perhaps. But as you transition into what we call adulting, you know, the adulting life, then we transition into what's called journaling. And it's that concept that allows us to um, put down our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions, to be completely engrossed in that. And And that's something that in my book, someone like me, the main character, when she's introduced into journaling, at first, you know, she has that hesitation because she sees it as a diary, you know, but then she recognizes that, you know, journaling, it empowers you, you know, as a woman, it's a great outlet. It's a way to have a closet, so to speak. You know, you think about a closet, you know, a closet, you, you hang your clothes in there, you, you hang, you put your shoes in there. You even have things in your closet that no one has ever seen you wear, right? That's the same thing with your, with a journal. You, you write things in your journal that no one would ever see. And I like to tell people that when it comes to journaling, you know, you don't have to lie to yourself. It's only for your own mind and your own heart. And it's a way to empower yourself. It's a way to figure out what makes you tick as a woman, what encourages you, what motivates you, what makes you cry, what makes you sad. It's a way to tap into your own emotions and your own sense of being. And that's something that uh, journaling can do for you. And especially during this pandemic, oh my word, you know, when the world went to lava, you know, journaling is a great way to deal with that. You know, so yeah, I I love the concept of journaling and I loved being able to incorporate that with the main character in my book, Someone Like Me. Oh, I love those ideas. In my counseling work with women, I encourage women to be introspective, Mm -hmm. to spend time with yourself and to stay really close to knowing what your needs are, right? That if I ask a question like, 
what do you do for self-care or what did you do to take care of yourself today? Then mm-hmm. it isn't such a foreign concept. Absolutely. Yeah. So the idea of journaling would promote spending time with yourself. Yeah. Now you're a novelist. You bring us these wonderful novel stories about women's lives. And I want to ask you a question that you've probably been asked a million times, but I think it's really relevant to our discussion. Why did you choose fiction? Why is it romance novels in particular? Well, you know, all of my books have elements of romance. I strive to write women's fiction, books that are dear to women, where that tell a story of the challenges that women face. Um, all of my characters, the main, you know, is, is the main character is a female that has gone through the challenges of life. I want to call it the ugliness of life. And a couple of my books, my first books, I use the metaphor of a butterfly, you know, and that idea of, you know, the transformation that a butterfly makes and how they're really kind of ugly you know, in a sense, but then they become something very beautiful. And so fiction allows me to do that. It allows me to tell a story, but it also allows me to reach the heart of the reader, to make a connection, you know, to empower a woman, to have her be able to see herself in a character so that the words on the page, you know, reach the heart and the mind. And even though it's a fictitious character, it certainly has a lot of elements of realism in it. And that keeps the story going. So I love fiction in that sense. And you know, I don't think, you know, writing nonfiction, my life has not been that, you know, <laughs> I don't have anything, you know, I haven't climbed in the mountains or anything like that. But yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I just found that fiction is a way to do it. It's a way to craft stories that women can get engaged in. And, you know, of course, women still like those elements of romance. So yes, there is romance in my books. Uh-huh. But the overall, the overreaching or overarching goal of the book really is to show that journey that a woman takes from the challenges that she, you know, has to endure to the beauty that she can become. But specifically, what would you say about the, I'm going to call it the girl gets boy happy ending? What what would you say that that says to girls and women about themselves and about what's worth reaching for? Yeah, I mean, you know, we, Love is worth reaching for. And not that I feel that every woman needs to have a man because some women choose not to. Some some women choose to be single. They choose to live that life. I'm a woman who is married. I've been married for over 20 years. and love my husband dearly, but I've made decisions in my life about things that I chose not to do. Like I chose my husband and I a long time ago, you know, I made the decision to be childless. I don't have any children. I enjoy making that decision. And there are women that make that decision to be single, but even they can still appreciate the journey that the character goes through and looking for that romance. And, and you'll find even in my books, like, especially like someone like me, where she didn't even feel like she was worthy of love. You know, she didn't feel that she was not like her skin was too dark and her hair was too nappy or, or whatever the case may be. We all have those, that self-esteem sort of thing. And so she learns that in order for you to truly find love, you have to love yourself first. So that's all in part of that romance in my books as well. It's learning to 
do that self-love, that self-discovery. Okay, now your novels, the women, oh my God, the <laughs> their present circumstances <laughs> are tough. And yeah. Their childhood events, oh my God, are horrendous. (laughs) So what's your message to women about overcoming adversity? In fact, let me pick up on something you just said about self-love. So in the situations that you put your characters in, the environment is not promoting self-love. So where, where is that supposed to come from? Well, it's, you, you notice in the, in my books, the women, it's a journey that they take. I go back to that, you know, it's, they had to look deep into themselves and yes, there are ones that encouraged them along the way. You know, all of my characters had someone, a mentor, someone that kind of helped them to look deep within themselves and discover who they truly are. And that's so important. Mm-hmm. You know, women, even as adults, even, even as grown women, we need someone, that mentor, that person that helps us, mm-hmm. you know, see the beauty that we are, see the good that we have inside us, inside of us, help us tap into those emotions and that can drive us. We all need that. And so that's where my characters are. I mean, that's what helps them get from that dark place yeah. to that light. You know, that's exactly what becomes that driving force is those ones along the way that are there to encourage them. So, you know, we all, as women, we have to encourage and upbuild each other. And you'll see in my, most of my books, it is a female, another female that's encouraging them, you know, and someone like me, there's a male and a female, there's a couple that do it, but she gets a lot of solid advice from the female that's in her life as well. So it's so important that we get that from each other. That's wonderful. Elevate Women, we definitely promote mentorship. Absolutely. And community. And I believe that it's completely natural for Mm -hmm. women to turn to each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Turn to another woman and see what you can do to help. And remember to turn to another woman when you need something or right. Just Mm -hmm. as everyday support, we should have Mm -hmm. each other. Yes, absolutely. So thank you. Uh, How about one of my Elevate Women questions? What kind of things do you do in your life for self-care? Wow, that's that's a great question because, you know, before you can encourage anyone, before you can help anyone, you know, you have to sort of look at yourself. You know, it's like before you can see the straw in someone else's eye, as I say, you have to pull that raptor out of your own eye. That's so important. So for me, you know, I do a lot of self-examination. I try to be very self-aware of the things that make me tick, the things that drive me. You know, of course, I have my moments where, you know, you have those doubts and fears and things of that nature. Even being a novelist, you know, even being an author, it's out of my comfort zone. It's not something that for some people, it comes naturally. Writing to me, it's comes naturally, but it's, it's a process after the writing. You know, it's meeting with readers and talking with individuals, wonderful individuals like you and, you know, sharing because you, you've got to put yourself out there and open yourself up. And, you know, and so I have to take those steps, step back sometimes and look at myself and say, okay, you know, you can do this. You can go on and you can talk about, you know, your passions and your dreams and what inspires you and things of that nature. And, 
whether people listen or whether people don't, you can do it because it's something that is there and you can take part of that opportunity. You can see that as an opportunity for me to grow. And so those are the talks that I have to have with myself, you know, kind of like put myself up and go, you can do it, you know, and we have to do that as women. We have to tell ourselves that we can do it. You know, we have to be our own cheerleader, you know, and so that's so important. And I find myself doing that as I continue to be on this author journey, you know, telling myself that I can do it because a lot of times you know, I've wanted to stop writing. A lot of times I've wanted to kind of shrink back into a corner and say, you know what, this is not for me, but then that wouldn't be true to who I am. So, you know, I have to push through that. And so we all have our challenges. We all have things that we have to overcome. I'm no different. I'm so glad. Thank you for sharing something of your internal process. Yeah, that's very kind of you. (laughs) Perhaps you'd like to reflect on Elevate Women's mantra, which is, I have the right to my own personal happiness. Yes, absolutely. You know, it's when you think about personal happiness, the word itself, personal, you know, you just focus on that. It means it's all about you. Not that you want to put your personal happiness in the sense that it damages or harms someone else. But you do want to use, take that personal happiness as a challenge to yourself, as a way to see your worth, to see your own value, to see that you're worth it. You know, there used to be that commercial, you know, I'm worth it, you know, or you're worth it. And, (laughs) you know, we still need that as women today. You know, we still need that motto. We still need to find that we have value and that we can bring wonderful and beautiful things to the table, you know, but it all starts with determining what is your personal happiness, Mm -hmm. what really makes you happy. Mm -hmm. You know, it's that self-discovery, you know, and when you determine that, then you can work toward that goal of becoming happy on the internal and internally on the inside, because when you're happy on the inside, then people can see that happiness on the outside. But, you know, don't fake it. Yeah. You know, don't don't fake it. You know, if you're if you're not happy on the inside, do something about it. Mm-hmm. Take the steps that you need to take to remedy that, you know, because if you don't think of all the beautiful possibilities and the opportunities that you're leaving on the table because yeah. you have not done that self-awareness. Yes. So it's right. important. Very good. So where do you think women stand today relative to prioritizing their own personal happiness? Well, I think women today are definitely just looking for ways to continue to take that journey. I think we still have a long way to go. I think women are starting to see that they are worthy of a salary as as what a man would get. They are worthy of you know, of a title or whatever the case may be for them. But I think there's also a lot of work to be done. We're still trying to get there. Those are important journeys that we're taking. We're, we're seeing that it's good to take those journeys together. Mm-hmm. You know, it's good to take those journeys together. But yeah, there's still a lot of work to be done. Absolutely. 
and we can support each other. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is a really rich conversation. Thank you very much for spending time with us today, Marianne. Thank you so much for having me. I have really thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. (laughs) Is there a final nugget that you can leave us with about your new book, Someone Like Me? Yes, absolutely. First, I would tell anyone listening to this show, please go out and purchase the book. (laughs) We talked a lot about women supporting women. So, hey, I'm a woman support. So please yes. go out and purchase the book. It is yes. available on Amazon. It's available in Barnes and Noble. You can also get it on Target. So go out there. You can visit my website, which is um, MarinLThomas.com without the www. That's the best way to get to it. But, you know, connect with me. I'm available through my social channels. But definitely, please go out and pick up a copy of someone like me and take that journey with my main character, which is Maya. And, you know, Maya Day and really, you know, engross yourself in the story, but find nuggets within the story that you can use to empower yourself. I hope that you have enjoyed this Elevate Women episode. You can learn more about my guest and discover how to contact her by referring to my show notes. Please let us hear from you. Write comments wherever you listen to podcasts. If you do, you will be helping others to find Elevate Women. To learn more about Elevate Women Collaborative, its events, and how you can get involved, please visit ElevateWomen.com. That's Elevate Women, W-O-M-X-N, ElevateWomen.com. Thanks for listening today. Subscribe to Elevate Women Podcast so that you won't miss a single episode. Subscribe and keep listening to Elevate Women with Aisha Skygates.